Hello and welcome to The Life Pod, hosted by Michael Panay and Karim Dow, brought to you by MK Enterprises, a community based on discussing life topics and driving continual personal development and growth. Send through any topics you want covered and be sure to follow and tag us on all social media at MK Enterprises. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Life Pod. Today we have on Costa Fitness, part owner of the Areta 8-Week Challenge and Duco Active. Thank you very much for joining us today, bro. Areta Challenge. I read a challenge. Not eight weeks, just the read a challenge. I read a challenge and Duco Active. And Duco Active. There you go. I've been corrected. Thank you for I having me, st- boys. I, I appreciate correct, you I'm for sorry. having me today. I look forward to discussing some. You're most welcome, bro. Thank you for points. driving, catching catching a Jetstar flight to come see us. <laughs> took us a little while, but we got here. So Costa actually went to the wrong place and then he drove into the right place and then decided that he thought he was in the wrong place and then left. Man, I've never been this suburb. So, what's the was we're not going to bring that up because then it's too much information. But anyways, we're going to continue. Um, yeah, let the people know who you are. Sort of, obviously, a lot of people know you as Costa Fitness. Like, yeah, like how did that come about? Where are you from? What do you do? How did you get into it? Yeah, man, I want the full story, Costa, from when you were back in the in the village in. Th- <laughs> Oh That's man, that goes you. way back. So I moved to Australia when I was 16, 16 years old. Um, that's a long story on its own. Um, yeah, just I'm to sure break it, it down. Um, I'm sure it would be. I was 16. I was on a holiday with my friends. My parents gave me a call. They asked me if I wanted to um, move to Australia because my brothers were born um, here in Australia and they were here at the time. So your parents called you? While I was away at 16. <laughs> Where were you at the time? Um, at my friend's um, hotel. Um, I was on in a Greece? holiday in Kalkiviki, actually. Oh, in there yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and they asked me if I wanted to go to Australia. And honestly, it was a five-second thought of, yes, I'm doing it. And at the time, did you know that Australia is like this place of opportunity? Or like, why, what made you go, yes? Like, why didn't you say no? Like, why, what was the, the thought process behind saying yes in that instant? I just knew I was going to live a better life in Australia. I didn't know. Um, I always heard um, about Australia from my grandparents when they came to visit us and my brothers when they came to visit us. And oh, uh, so your grandparents used to live here? Before so my your grandparents moved here 40 years ago. Wow. And they were the first ones to establish um, our family here yeah, in Australia. Okay. Fuck, so, so again, like if, if they just said, you know, as an example, we're moving to Thailand. You would have said no, like because you'd, you'd heard that Australia is this wonderful place of opportunity, and yeah, yeah. So I think, in, and correct me if I'm wrong, because like in Greece, Australia is probably one of the main countries that people migrate that to. people migrate to. It's the like same my, as most my grandparents came yeah. from from Greece, and they just it was just straight to Australia. But I always think that because my parents are same, my grandparents are the same. It's like who's this person that's just telling everyone that Australia is the place to be, bro? Like if your yeah. country's in war, yellow, let's go move to Australia, let's catch a boat. See, that's an interesting one because like. Like, how did that come about? Like, why didn't they say New Zealand? Like, even, why didn't they say Germany? Even, like, even, even actually in Greece, a lot of Greeks used to go to Germany too. They I have did family. a lot. I've I have, a lot. Um, I've actually, okay, that was just a random example. I have fuck. family in Germany as well. <laughs> That's true. Um, but even nowadays, like, if you were to compare this, a lot of people are moving into Dubai right now, right? This is why. This is why a lot of Greeks of and a lot of people move to Australia because maybe they might have heard or saw someone move to Australia and then... Um, they they had big a good opportunity with work because like especially in Greece you don't yeah. especially at the time they were not getting paid a lot yeah and coming to Australia and getting 
all this work and all this money. Mm. I mean, Greeks are Greeks, man. Actually, you know, it's interesting because some Greeks won't say anything. They will just try to make the most out of it. And other Greeks would say to the rest of the family and the rest of the family will move with them. But with my family, my mum was raised here. And that is why it was around me at all times. While I was in Greece with my parents, um, Australia and the topic of Australia, it was around me at all times. And my mum used to speak to me in English. She used to Whoa. speak to me English uh, when I was in Greece. And I used to tell what her- What the fuck is she oh, saying, man? <laughs> she would say, like she would try to communicate in English. And I was like, mum, <laughs> don't speak to me in English. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, this is embarrassing. Don't speak to me English. Like we're in Greece, I'm yeah, Greek. Yeah. And um, I used to go, I did a few classes. Um, I actually, I don't remember what it's called, but I got my certificate. Um, it, there's like a certificate that you get in English. Yeah. And um, I got that, but I never thought I would ever use it. Yeah. And anyway, um, 16, got a call from my parents, decided that I wanted to move to Australia for a better life. Um, especially seeing my brothers come for a holiday to Greece from Australia. I wanted to be able to do that when I got older and I knew um, I wouldn't be able to do that on that level if I stayed in Greece um, based on where I was and my environment. Um, And I was able to kind of understand uh, from a young age that my environment was not going to um, help me grow to the person that i wanted to be and i didn't really actually i wanted to be a soccer player um actually every this is, every greek i wanted every, to be a soccer player so every I, greek boy. so i actually i actually wanted to move to australia because i wanted to be one of the best greek A-Leaks? soccer players yeah yeah that's yeah. why because it's too hard in greece just click it's a city of victories sorry you city of victory uh victory nice. yeah yeah so um when i f- first moved here um i got into a soccer club um started playing for kilo park and um there were a lot of greeks there um and i got to meet a lot of people um funny enough some of them used to go to my school as well so that was um a very good start for me to meet new people and get around the culture start going to parties and just meet new people which is exactly what i um wanted at that time what was it in greece that went through your head that that didn't make you fall into just being another person in Greece to stay and raise and be raised and grow up in Greece. What was it in your head in Greece that made you, hang on, I actually want to go to Australia and have those, and I've got those ambitions to become a better person. Yeah, yeah did man. you have like, did you have what you have now in your head or like, again, yeah, were you like, you know what, if I go there, soccer player done, like, was it like, what was the dream at the time? That was That's a great question because I always knew I could be the best in what I set myself to be. Uh, the best version of myself. And I had the work ethic with anything that I was passionate in, um, I did really well. And I think that is one of the key um, drivers behind uh, why I wanted to do more. I don't know why, but for some reason, I knew that I could have done more with my life while I was in Greece. And I knew that um, from a young age, I realized that especially with soccer, the system is very corrupt. And in I, Greece. Yeah, and because I didn't have family that was within the system, uh, like within like the clubs or anything, and I was always the kid that had big talent, but was disadvantaged because someone else who knew someone would get my position. And at a young age, when you don't really have much control over that, 
um, you're, you're only able to work your hardest and do whatever you can to be the best you can. And everything else is literally, it's an opportunity. If someone sees you and someone likes you, um, then that's a different story. They may be able to provide you with the opportunity. But for me, I never really got that opportunity. Um, I knew I was so much better than the other people that I was around that I was playing soccer with. Mm. Um, I was playing for this soccer club, um, my local soccer club. And I was at 14, I was actually one of the kids that was not uh, fully developed yet at 14. I was very short, very skinny, and but I, I had a lot of skill. Um, but when I turned 16, that turned the other way around for me. And I started um, to get taller, started to put on weight. And then when my brother used to come to Greece for a holiday, he was a massive gym junkie. He still is. Um, and he used to take me to the gym at 14, 15. And I used to love it. It was the favorite part of my upbringing, going to the gym with my brother. Um, how old is your brother? Is he, how much older is he? My brother is he's 12 years older than me. I've oh, got shit. two brothers. Sick. So going to the gym with, at the time, he used to come to Greece and he used to lift more than anyone in the gym, right? <laughs> in Greece, a lot of people are not very- They don't, it's not big there. No, yes. It's just soccer. Yes. It's literally like, you go anywhere in Greece, it's just <laughs> soccer. There's no, yes. <clears throat> there's no massive gym push there. Like the gym culture there is, is fucked. You go, the, you go to the city, it's all like cigarettes, coffee, desserts, food, but like there's no big gym culture in No calorie Greece. surplus, no nothing. No, I don't know what calories is. They're just <laughs> more bugatta and coffee. And that's yeah, it. that's yeah. right. Cafe in the morning. Cafe in the morning. That's right. <laughs> Bro, Ca they Cafe and cigarro. That's, that's all. it. That's Breakfast all. is a cigarette and coffee. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> I really look, I really loved um, that so, he, that so your brother, brother, sorry to cut yeah. you off. So your brother was your spark for the gym. He was, yeah, what, man. That he was. Spire. He really was because okay. he he Thank was you. taking all these supplements. Um, he was taking all these supplements, and he used Olive to oil. give me protein. <laughs> to, no, no, nothing. <laughs> He's been natural, and this is why, like, I've never done that myself because never been exposed to that environment. But anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> Fake natty. <laughs> Fake natty. Exposed. We don't need to, Costa. We, we don't, we've got the Spartan blood in us. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, I used to, he used to give me protein, protein shakes. And my mom used to tell him off. And <laughs> she used to, she used <laughs> to tell him, parents, don't, bro. don't give him- um, It's drugs. It's drugs. Yeah, it's going to kill you. Protein. It's not good for him and all these things. And I, he, we used to go in our room and he used to give it to me like in the room, <laughs> yeah. the bedroom. And- um, it was it was it was such a good time, man. And now looking back, like this, those were the days because, and now when I have a protein shake, I don't even want to have it. Like I don't even want to have a protein shake. Well, that's I so agree. funny. I remember when I used to get the pre workout out, my ear, I'd be like, "Do you mind like What the fuck's this shit? Like, you know, fucking what is it? Drugs? And then fucking it's bad for you. And yeah, man. Yeah, oh. I actually used to drink a liter of milk every day day when i was 14 15 Damn. because of how the did you not shit your pants man 14 15 <laughs> i used to drink a liter of milk like pure milk every before before bed because of you it, it's gonna get you uh bigger stronger and uh, so is that like your brother told you that like no 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 stuff no like parents like not not my parents um people like if you, you would hear it You'd, if you eat your food, you're going to get big and strong one day. Always. <laughs> in Greece, there is not much education about f in nutrition, training. There's not much, man. Like here here in Australia and uh, in America as well, um, the, the industry is far Huge. bigger than Huge. what it is in Europe. In Europe, it's all about sport. 
Um, this is why you see a lot more people being more athletic. Um, when you when you visit those countries, everyone is you won't see many fat people, man. Like a lot of people are very conditioned, and it turns there is a there is a an age an age uh, bracket in Europe that when most um, people turn that age, they start to drop everything to focus on their family and this is why they gain weight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and they, because they want to focus on the family and not many, they, they were not raised or exposed to the elders taking care of themselves after a certain age. Um, and I'm, I'm aware of it because... I see how things are here in Australia and I know what I was brought up in when I was in Greece and I'm able to compare the two and now I know um, the difference between the lifestyle here in Australia and the lifestyle in Europe. And it's very different, yeah, very different. All right, so you, you came, you're 16, you left Greece, you came to Australia, one suitcase, one shoe. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. What did you do from then? Obviously, you went to school. Yeah, so the first few months I actually didn't go to school because um, I finished my year level while I was in Greece. And when I first um, came here, it was kind of um, my parents asked me if I wanted to go back and redo the last few months uh, yeah, yeah. Um, here um, in Australia. And I wanted to do that because I wanted to, um, I came here at the end of year, uh, year 10. So I was like, you know what? There's a good opportunity for me to get into the school system to meet new people, 100%. make friends uh, before it's too late because I knew in year 11 and year 12, it's a lot different. So I wanted to enjoy the last few months of um, freedom because year 10 is not really serious. But, yeah. um, but for the first few um Weeks, I was just um, getting my soccer ball and I used to go to the 40 oval that was close to my yaya's house. And I used to play around with the um, with the soccer ball. I used to record myself doing tricks um, and just practice my skills because I still wanted to become um, a very... Um, I just wanted to get into the A-League, to be honest. Mm. I wanted to get into the top leagues of um, the... Of the country. The country, yeah. Fuck, so even then you just, you came, you knew what you wanted then and you was trying you're straight to it. Soccer ball, pitch, training. Soccer was like my life. <coughs> I was, because when I was, when I was growing up, I would be out of the house all the all day, all day long. I would be out playing with either marbles, um, the soccer ball. Didn't have phones. I, I remember, I remember. Um, that are good old days. Man, I didn't grow up with a phone. The first time I got a phone was was when I went. Um, away with my friends when I received the call at 14, 15, <laughs> yeah. uh, 16. Yeah, um, so that's like year 11. So if we like make a comparison nowadays to most kids by grade five, grade six, especially like in today's day and age, 2022, have a phone already at yeah, the age man. of 10. Bro, most got yeah. a phone at the, in fucking grade two now. Yeah, literally. And it is, it is a, a big danger for anyone who is being brought up in this current generation. The phone phones are very dangerous, man, especially when you have... I remember when the people around me, used, well, the elders used to say, "This is this is a weapon. You're holding on to a weapon." And nowadays, we know it is a weapon, especially with all these in, insane documentaries about uh, the, the what is that um, uh, the Doma or whatever oh, Doma. Jeff Dolmother. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Dolmother. Yeah, Jeff Dolmother. Man, it's ridiculous. The fact that kids are making TikToks 
about this guy glorifying that used to, him. I haven't watched it. I have Same. seen yeah. content They're that glorifying has been, him. Glorifying this at, and being exposed to it from a young age is, is insane, is like, man. Uh, he's a he, he's a serial killer. Long story short, he used to get guys back to his room um, and then drug them and then kill them and then chop their bodies up and then eat them and also store body parts. And, yeah, and now, hundred percent killed seventeen people. And, and now kids are making TikToks. So, uh, it, it's a trend on TikTok. It's actually a trend, a, se- uh, a dance or something that he the used Jeff to Darmody. do. Um, it, it's it's a trend. It's a trend on TikTok, one of the biggest platforms that, that exists nowadays. So growing up with no phone was honestly one of the best things that has ever happened to me because I was able to experience from a young age to appreciate what I had. Yes. Um, and I didn't have much, but... To me, I had everything. Little shit. I remember like, I used to ride my bike in the street with my neighbors. And it's like, if the street lights came on, that means you get the fuck home because it's almost dark. And that means your parents are going to bash you if you're not home. See, in Greece, when I grew up, and this is where the, this is where I, I built that self-confidence. Um, I built the self-confidence because my parents used to let me stay out until whenever... Depends. Like That's when more, I was when more. I was 12, 12, 13, I used to the latest I would stay out was until twelve o'clock, um, and just being able to go wherever I wanted, and my parents knowing that I'll take care of myself and I'll be fine, um, it gave me a lot of confidence uh, because I knew they trusted me and I knew that look they trust me, so I'm not gonna do anything stupid to break that because. Obviously, when we grow up and we do something stupid, we're going to get, there's a consequence. And I had to deal with a lot of consequences that taught me very important life lessons. And it is the reason why um, I understand the fine line between being respectful and <coughs> being ignorant. Correct. Was that consequence a wooden spoon? Uh, the belt. Oh, the belt. Man, and I f- I'm so grateful. I'm Honestly, so grateful. Yeah. Did you grateful? It disciplines you as a kid, like, man. Did you get the bandoffler at all? Uh, no bandoffler, <laughs> but the, the belt was when I like it, it happened twice, and it was when I did something really, really bad, really yeah. bad, and or spoke really bad to my mum or something, something that wasn't like it was to the highest ex- extreme. So it wasn't something that was like. So a lot of people don't know you. Obviously, run a, the Instagram page. I can and I will club. Yeah. Which is honestly really good. Like, I love what you do. So like, for those who don't know, it's quote unquote cliche. Let's just say use it as a for lack of better example. It's like motivation. You know, you can do shit. You will do shit. Believe in yourself. All that sort of stuff, which is amazing. But do you think that's come from everything you've just spoken about? Like what made you go? You're not. I think this is going to be really helpful. It's going to help people. Do you think it's like well, I've come from this upbringing where like, you know, I didn't have access to all these things and whatever. It's like, so if I can better someone. I'm going to use it to my advantage. Is that where the sort of the the stem and the fire came from? That is very interesting. That is very interesting that you brought up this great, because great I don't question. really promote that page. And I created it two years ago when I had my shifts into what I wanted to do. Yep. Um, and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I was I created that page to kind of let those thoughts, because um, I didn't want to upload quotes on my Instagram, my Costa Fitness page. So I created a new page to upload any quotes or anything that I wanted to. Um, just to store my own thoughts onto a platform, onto a platform, um, onto a page, because I don't look at my Instagram as, um, I don't look at it as 
it is a business, but at the same time, it is my own journal. Um, it is where I track my journey and I'm able to see where I started from compared to where I am now. And it keeps me, um, it keeps me, me, um, it, it keeps me grounded and it keeps me on my journey. Um, this is why I have that separate page, but <clears throat> it's great that you brought that up because I can and I will is the saying that pushed me through the hardest, um, moments while when I first moved to Australia so I remember when the first the first time because my parents they were the, for the first six months they stayed with me and then they had to go back to Greece because we have cherry farms and my dad had to go and take care of that business so Did you guys make uh uzo out of that no, Uzo, no, no. Oh. Uzo, you don't make Uzo from oh, you don't cherries. Make Uzo from cherries. Oh, it's a grape, sorry, my bad. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So we have cherries and also <laughs> um, a few, my dad has a few more um, fruits. Um, but so when they first left and went back to Greece and I was by myself with my grandparents and also my brothers, um, I remember the first few weeks were really hard, man. I would stay in my room crying my heart, like I'll, I'll cry, I'll be so upset, I'll um, reconsider that decision that I made and I was broken. And I remember I looked at a photo of my parents and ever since then I was like, I can and I will do it for you. And this is where I can and I will comes from because I am doing what I am doing because they, 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 they brought me here for a reason. They did it for you. They, didn't they do it did for it for me. For you. They did it for me and they have taken a lot of risks for me. And it is my duty to do this for them. And um, even even it is for one day uh, where I get the opportunity to um, give them the ability to do whatever they want, wherever they want, with whoever they want, I want to do it for that reason. And this is why I created that page. Sometimes we can just like all of us, our parents did the exact same thing. And sometimes it's like, we just completely forget, like we're so caught up in our world and our life and our first world problems. That it's like, if we think back, it's like, well, if our parents didn't come here or didn't send us here, it's like, how fucking different would our life be? Where would we be? What, are, what would our circumstances be? Would we have money? Would we have food? Would Like we're sitting in an office now with thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Like this is just normal. And you have a ring light. Even yeah. that is a massive thing for yeah. someone that doesn't have have that to the axis like we've got cups with our logo on it which like <laughs> what that it's like 20 bucks not even it's like and people go oh like it, it, again it's like first world problems compared to what our relatives are still going through <clears> in, <throat> our, in our home countries is fucking ridiculous and it's like we just get so so caught up in it yeah we, we just like like take barley for an example it's like you give them a tip that's like five dollars here and they're like bro like i've just made bank yeah man yeah i remember the first time that i actually went on a holiday i went to sydney and it felt like I was living the dream. Like just being able to travel to Sydney was a big goal of mine. Um, because again, I came back from, I didn't grow up around money and around all that. So like I said before, I, I always appreciated the little things in life. And up until this point, I appreciate the little things. And one of them being like the most important thing to me right now is friendships and relationships. I appreciate it more than anything. Um, and money always comes when you do a great job at whatever you do. Uh, money it's will always product. come. Money will always come. But relationships, 
opportunities, your health, your um, your health, and how do you develop yourself <clears throat> is not going to come unless you. You're forgetting one thing, time. Your time, yes, yes, and, and it's something that you will never get back. It, you will never get back unless you really focus on it and appreciate it. Because, man, if you don't appreciate your time when you share it with someone and you kind of show it in your own way that you are, I appreciate you inviting me today and I appreciate you boys <clears throat> having this chat with me because I remember when I was in my room and I didn't have anyone to speak to. So for me, being able to do this is a mm. massive thing. And, and we appreciate you saying that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a win-win. But this is, this is another thing that I, I learned this year. <clears throat> when you are able to connect with other like-minded individuals and work together, man, life becomes so much better and you are 100%. able to win together, do amazing things together, but also the most important thing, create memories. Yeah, Create memories. Yep. A lot of people don't live a fulfilling life because they don't create <laughs> memories. How do you expect to, how do you expect yourself to be happy when you are not creating memories. You need to create something to remember. Otherwise, you're going to look back and see what and think, what did I do? What did I do during that period? So as you are getting older, you constantly need to create memories or something that will be able you will be able to use as a reference as to come anchor. back to come back in time to see where you used to be. Re reflect on how you used to be, reflect on how you were as a person, who you were surrounded by, what you were doing, what you aren't doing at that current time that you're reflecting on and then use that to become better. 100%. Something that uh, when we spoke to Isaac Nicole said to us and this, he said he was speaking about people but I think it's it can be transferred to just your life in general. It's like things come and go, things happen in your life and they can either be lessons or blessings. It's like one of the two. I love that. And it's like, yeah, they're going to learn from it and it's going to be a quote-unquote fuck up or you're not going to enjoy it or that person's going to screw you over and you're going to take something from that. And again, we've said literally every episode, it's like if you're not learning from mistakes, it's like you're not moving forward or things are work in your favor. But then I'm sure we, all, we can all agree that everything happens for a reason. Like, I love that. Especially from like our cultures, I'm sure you guys are similar. Where it's like we believe that things are like predetermined. So it's like everything, nothing just happens. It's like it's already planned to happen. Because you put yourself in that environment, that energy. Energy is real, man. 100%. Everything is energy. Like 100%. You being able to listen to my voice right now is energy. <laughs> and the energy that you invest or receive is what makes you or breaks you. 100%. Yep. 100%. So is that sort of also like with the I can, I will, is that also sort of linking with sort of, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like you're a life coach, but like you sort of, Tread, tread on that a little bit. And I, I really understand now why you're so big. Obviously, in our field, in the fitness industry, we're very big on, you know, take it one day at a time and, you know, just trust the process. But now again, hearing sort of the backstory of just your life and your journey, I can understand why that's so important now. It's like, well, you're in one country now, now I'm in a different country. I'm by myself. I don't speak the language. It's like, you know, just take one it. One step at a time. Fuck. Like, an oh, shut up, <laughs> idiot. Fuck off. That was the Apple Watch. Um, yeah, one, one step at a time. You gotta, you gotta, and you got, you gotta narrow down your focus onto one thing first. You gotta have your small goal to focus on, and when when you focus on one thing at a time, over a long period, you look back and you realize that all the things that you 
did achieve and this is why you achieved that big goal. That big goal was created from the small wins. It wasn't created Compounding because effect. you did one big thing and that was it. That only happens in crypto, but in real <laughs> life, in real life, you don't really accomplish that long-term goal unless you put in this, the, uh, unless you accomplish the small goals. It's like, how do you save $100,000? You just put $1 away That's for 100,000 right. days. You learn, no, you do, you actually learn about money first. Correct. You, you educate yourself on money. If you want to get to $100,000 and also not lose it straight away and invest spend it on something that is not going to make you more money, then you're going to get back to zero and you're going to end up doing again, the same thing that you did prior to that and waste more time, time where in reality you could have saved yourself more time. If you were invest, uh, if you had the education, the financial literacy in here, um, or were surrounded by other individuals who knew how to control their money and invested and, um, use it to their advantage. You know what's really interesting about money is I'm reading a book at the moment and it's called The Psychology of Money. And one of the chapters is at the moment that I'm reading is it's sort of saying why humans and people are so fixed on money and wealth and richness. <clears throat> and although a lot of people think it's for, you know, materialistic things of, of the house and the car and everything, it, a psychologist, there've been a lot of studies where it's sub, subconsciously we want money because it grants us time. It grants us the freedom in the sense of like, we can do less what we want when we want it. Like, <clears throat> like someone on a minimal wage, right? For them saving up a certain amount, it then allows them that if they don't have any annual leave or sick leave, they can afford to have a, a month period where they look for a job. That's, and then obviously the richer you get, it all links into time. So it's not really more about materialistic things. It's more about freedom. time and freedom. Yeah. It's yeah. And that, when you think about it like that, that, that makes so much sense. Because for example, one of my clients is a graphic designer and he's just overloaded with work, but he's at the point where he's that busy and he has enough not money where he's outsourced like a lady that does all his emails, his Instagram, his marketing. So again, like it's like, Again, what does that grant him? Like you said, just more time. It's like, we don't even think about that. It's like, yeah. it's literally money, just a vessel for freedom. Yeah, you have to build, you have to build the foundation first. You got to earn that money with your time first and you got to put in, it. yeah, and it's hard. You, you can, you can, you have to put a lot of time into building that. Um, you spread the seed, you, uh, you dig the hole, you um, plant the seed, plant the seed <laughs> and then you water it day by day, day to by day. grow it. And you're not going to see the day <clears throat> difference, a difference within a day, but over 10 years time, for example, my dad, he has to uh, plant the seeds. So if my dad plants a seed, a cherry seed um, to, to grow a tree um, today, it's going to be ready in 15 years. So for compounding, yeah. so for, yeah. the, for, for the cherry tree to be able to produce, my dad has to take care of it for 10 to 15 years until it gets to a place where it's able to produce and it's still no, not at its, its peak. peak, it's starting. And there's another, another thing on that, Costa, is like when that seed is in the ground, it's in mud. And, yes. it's, and it's, it doesn't even see the light see it. for a long time. Yeah. And then when it gets out, it grows. Again, there's two quotes that everybody's heard from that. The first one is like, 
there's always light at the end of the tunnel. It's like you, you're in the dirt. You're a seed. It's like just keep you. There's going to be light eventually. You know, you break through the dirt, you'll see the light. And one that uh, Diana told us is like when you feel like you're being buried, it's like you're actually being planted. 100%. Yes. Or what, one I like yes. to, an analogy I like to use, like think of it like a bow and arrow. It's like you're getting pulled back, pulled back, pulled back, but you're only just about to be launched to go forward. And six years out of my life, that's what it was like for me. Um, I, I experienced that to its full effect. <clears throat> Whether it was for me um, having to ma- make the decision to stop soccer for the rest of my life, um, that was one of the hardest decisions that I had to make. But again, I pivoted straight away. And the day after I did my ACL and I realized that I couldn't really do it on a high level because I just wanted to be at 100% to be able to get to that point. I didn't want to get that broken. Um also, with the risk to reward for soccer here in Australia, it wasn't worth it. So two days after that, after I did my ACL, I was at the gym and I wanted to become, um, I wanted to build the most aesthetic physique that I could based on my genetics and who I was and the person that I looked in the mirror. So once that started- and How well, long ago was that? When did you do your ACL? When I was 18. So um, wow, that would have been seven really, years ago. That would have been hard mentally- yeah, that was that was very hard, and but it wasn't. See, based on the hard times in my life that I experienced right now, that was nothing. Yeah, um, that was. I'm so grateful that it happened because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't know what hard feels. And there's levels to it. There's layers to it, man. Yeah, like I did my SL, SL. Um, I had to. I, d- I couldn't get my surgery straight away, so I built muscle around my leg. Um, which allowed me to do normal activities, but I couldn't run. <coughs> and then I dropped out of my course. <coughs> I dropped out of my um, course because it wasn't enjoying it. And that's when I started to develop that passion for fitness and self-development. You all good? Yep. Um, and, the, um, and that's when I started to get into a, um, a completely different lifestyle, which I began to love more than the lifestyle that I lived before when I was playing soccer. Because when you play soccer, for any soccer player that is watching this or anyone who's going to be exposed um, to this clip um, or audio, um, you only know what you know because this is what you've been exposed to. And the soccer industry is very close-minded. There is so much out there. And the only thing that you know is you got to work out. You got to work on yourself every single day. Um, off the field, you got to um, train. On the field, you got to train four times a week. Plus, you have your game day on Saturday, Sundays, you got to recover. So Monday to Friday, it's pure dedication towards your training and also ensuring that you're getting your meals in to be able to perform on the field as best as you possibly can. But then that's as far as it goes. Unless you are exposed to a good manager or someone who is going to introduce that business side to it and negotiate negotiating for you, you're constantly going to be going in circles doing absolutely nothing and not building anything for yourself. But if anything, drag yourself even further back because mm. once you step outside <laughs> of that lifestyle, you you have to learn how to manage your money. You have to learn that you got to work a lot more than what, how, how much you work when you play soccer because playing any sport, it's a massive sacrifice. You have to sacrifice your 
like you, you have to sacrifice being social. You have to sacrifice your um, everything. Everything, everything has to be, be sacrificed. But this is the level that I was on. Mm. I was willing to sacrifice <clears throat> anything to be able to make it. But I didn't. I didn't make it. I think this is something that Jordan B. Peterson is really big on, and it's like it's when ideology meets reality, and it's we all have this ideology in our head, like cool, like you would be like, I'm gonna come to Australia, I'm gonna be this mad soccer player, I'm gonna make it done. Like that's what we think in our head. It's like you know, like oh, you know, I'm just gonna be a coach, gonna get really busy, gonna make heaps of money, mad. I'm famous, got heaps of clients. It's like you're like cool, real estate. It's like ideology meets reality, and sometimes people get crushed by it because yeah, they don't know how to adapt and pivot. Yeah. So they just go, "Oh, this was meant to happen, and my life, I'm meant to be a fucking soccer player right now, but I'm not." And then they just end up in this in this rut. I'll tell you one thing that most people are so caught up on. A lot of people watch other people do well and they think they can do that themselves, but in reality they can't because if you don't put the groundwork yourself, if you don't go, th- if you don't start your journey of you developing your own self first, going through this, those struggles, going through the um, tough, tough setbacks and everything that has to do with the whole journey. Mm. <laughs> Um, you, you, you aren't going to develop yourself. And that is what people want and seek for. For example, in our industry, that is what people seek for in a coach. They want someone who has gone through shit. He, has, he or she, they, co- they want the coach to go through shit and guide them while they're going through their shit. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of things, okay, you get your certificate, you get all those credits, but nothing is more valuable than your own experience and also surrounding yourself with other people who have gone through that yep. and have invested a lot of the time and energy in on, on that field to become the best they could be and also learning from them. It's true though with who you surround yourself with, you're the average of. Have you heard that? Man, you're the average of the five people. You're the average around. I live the by this rule. Yeah. I live by this rule. Yeah. I have cut off all the bullshit out of my life and now I just focus on the main thing which is me, myself, my my close people and inspiring and helping as many people as I can. That's as far as it goes. I don't get I don't get jealous when people go out on a Friday night or Saturday night and I watch on my Instagram and follow friends partying and just um, being around other people. I don't, I, I want them to have as much fun as they possibly can, but I also want them to be happy and I want them to take care of themselves and I want them to not go out because they're not at a good place in their life and they use that as a outlet to cover their insecurities, their stresses and everything because Fuck, you got to work on that, man. Spitting absolute facts. You got you got to work on yourself, man. <coughs> because when I go out, man, you best believe I'm going to make the most out of it. I'm going to fucking send it, 100%. I'm going to send it. And this is how I have been up until this point. I don't say no to that. But what I do say no to, especially when a client comes to me, is if you came to me, if, you, if you're coming to me with a problem, let's solve it. Let's cut off the bullshit. Let's stop worrying about what other people are doing. Let's focus on us and grow that, build our foundation, and they get to a point where we can actually celebrate our wins, doing what you actually look for when you um, look around you at your friends or anyone um, who is having, in quotation marks, fun. They, I feel like they have to be ready though at some point. Like if they, like they need to know that they're ready. Um, I think, I personally think that everyone in this world, 
um, has that switch at some point in their life. Whether yeah. some people get it at 14, some people get it at 20, some people get it at 30, some people get it at 40, others get it at 50, and others, and some, I'm, I'm sure, I, I truly believe there's people that do get it at 60 or 70. Mm. You never know, and you only know what you know because this is what you know. And unless you expose yourself to the right people for you, the ones who are destined to be around you yeah. and you want to, you need to have around you because I also do believe that you need to have good people around you um, because again, man, you can go far on your own, but you can go even further with other like-minded individuals around you. Have you heard the term, if you're, if you're the smartest in the room, you're in the wrong room? Man. You, ne- you, so never, you never want to be the biggest fish in the pond, never. So true. And never. I... See, this is the thing with me, right? Um, I like to show that I don't know anything. And I want you boys to show me like what I, I, I want you to teach me. Teach me what you know. You know things that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I know things that you don't know. 100%. And when we combine that together, <coughs> we all grow together. 100%. Man. And that's what, M- that's what MK Enterprises that's is. That's what we're here. That's exactly why we're here. Yeah. It's like as much as this is a networking thing, but it's like somebody's listening to this, learning something you've just said, taking one piece of valuable information and applying it. Yeah. Your story cost is actually really, really inspiring. You, you're at the age of 16, you completely moved a whole country for the reason of playing soccer in the back of your head. You get here, yeah. you're training hard. Two years later, you do your ACL, which is one of the worst injuries you can get in soccer because me and you both Fuck. know there's no, going, there's no going back after an ACL injury. It's always rocky roads. Like, And you just kept going. And I feel like your upbringing in Greece, bringing that over here and then – your willingness for soccer and your dedication to playing soccer and training and everything, and even that not going to plan, and you realizing, you know, limitations, everything, you just took all that and then just brought it to like a business and coaching and fitness. And it's fucking like inspiring. And it's inspiring, like, like, well this, done. And, like, and this, I appreciate it, bro. Um, and, and that's, and that's what, um, that's to say the least. Um, it goes, it goes far far beyond that because a lot of people would have stopped when they faced the first struggle and have stopped. There's a lot of people who have stopped their journeys because of that one setback and they- It's a hurdle. Once so they that first hurdle. hurdle, they thought that was it and they, they discontinued they, they, what they were doing. That shows that their why was not strong yeah. enough. There's you one- don't need to know your why. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you don't no. need to know your why, yeah. but it's something that is constantly pushing you to keep going. You don't know what it is until you keep doing it and you kind of start to understand and become more aware. And then the more you do it, the more you realize and it keeps on going, man. I'm 25. All these years, I'm still learning. I still feel yeah. like the import kid that moved to Australia <laughs> knowing absolutely nothing. And it's like yeah. you, get, you get a little bit out of it and it makes you want to keep pushing more and more every time. So it's, it's, it's something that Michael and I was speaking about before, before <laughs> you jumped on. It's like, the importance of having incentive rewards rather than just like a consumer reward. Cause it's like that incentive reward is exactly what you said. And it's a psychology behind it. It's like, it gives you that small dopamine rush, but it's like, it allows you con- to continue to want more and to grow and to do better things. Yeah. Cause the easy example we saw before is like a consumer reward. It's like when you're hungry, you eat and then it's like, now you're full. So you're like, you don't care about it anymore. But are you even hungry? Like exactly. What, what so whereas having an incentive reward that makes you want to keep pushing, That's keep right. doing more. 
you're more likely to keep pushing and yeah. see what's on the other side of the fence. And that's another thing, even it's an easy example for the fitness industry. It's like if you never try going heavier or whatever in weight, or it's like if you never try try to push boundaries, it's like you never know what's on the other side of the fence. And you don't you don't actually know if the grass is greener if you don't jump the fence. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I feel like there's also one common thing or theme that's very relative to your situation and you know just everyone's situation in general for, for progressing is is gratitude because at the end of the day yes you've gone through that and you know you fucking you moved countries you, you had a massive language barrier you you were determined to play soccer you know you did your acl at the end of the day there's people out there who are born with no legs yeah, man. And don't even yes. get that opportunity to have that. My godmother, she was on a wheelchair um, growing up. I was visiting her every weekend um, with my parents. And I would go to my nuna's house and spend my time with her. See, I was so young that I was not aware of, like, I, I didn't even... See, nowadays, like, as you get older, you're able to kind of say, okay, like, everyone is different. But at that age, I, I just looked at everyone the same way. And st I still do. I still do. Everyone is the same. But what that taught me, just growing up with Manuna um, being disabled, it allowed me to love everyone for who they are. And I never really looked at her not being able to walk and being on a wheelchair. I didn't look at it for that. I looked at it for the amazing person she was yeah. and how amazing I felt every time I went to her house, every time she gave me the treats, every time I would go for a, uh, like just go for a, for a walk and just spend time together. It was one of the most fulfilling times that I've ever experienced. And now that I'm going, tapping back to that, uh, period, um, I'm so grateful that I experienced that as well because a lot of people, um, a, a lot of people don't see the the good in everyone. Everyone has a good, even even someone that we may not think Jeff is. Dama? <laughs> Come on, bro, speaking, bro. Let, no, me, let the man no, speak. No, no comment. No, no, no. no yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. No, no, um, that, that's almost like pure I don't know. Evil. I know. I don't know this guy. I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. what. So I can't really. I haven't watched anything um, from that oh, yeah, guy. True, yeah. So I don't know because you you can take the good and you can leave the bad and learn from the both. Hundred percent. So I don't. I can't say much. But based on who we know and what we are exposed to, we exposed to, we are able to put 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 the differences together and learn from each person there might have been a, a, a part of him deep down who was that was that's just was what i was gonna say it's like we're all the way we are and we we're nice to people we're bad to people we do the things we do we network all the things that we do in our goals all comes down to past experiences that create us into the person that we are that builds our characteristics and our personalities to make us the way we are it's like just as a as an easy example, you know, if somebody's brought up to a really well-off family, they don't work for anything, and they're getting everything on, on a platter, it's like they're usually not super nice. They're a little bit arrogant, a little bit rude. It's like, well, they don't understand how to treat people, how to work hard for things, and they have no appreciation for these quote-unquote materialistic things because they don't understand, let's say, the value of money. Think about this, right? Everyone has a completely different image of the perfect life. The perfect life is different for everyone. For me, personally, I love nothing more than seeing other people absolute <clears throat> kill their goals and 
conquer anything that's set for themselves. I fucking love it, man. And it makes me so happy seeing people step outside of their comfort zone to try something new, <clears throat> start that new business, get rid of the toxic people around it, do the hard things, but also take the action. I love people taking the action because it's not about what they accomplish, it's about the action. And that action, encouraging more people around them to take that action and continue to do that in their own life. Mm-hmm. Now, on that opposite side, there's people who don't like seeing other people do that. And they want them to stop because they feel as though they're going to achieve something that they wish they could, but they didn't. And this is where... That's their own sort of all their traumas, self confidence, all their traumas, insecurities. Yep, yep, spot on. Come into the surface to really show who they truly are, and it's it's this is this is what I want everyone around me to be aware of because if you aren't aware of who you surround yourself with, you're going to be injected with so much bullshit that is going to get you absolutely nowhere. I could count them people that I share the most important news in my life on one hand. And outside of this, I, I, I don't search for anything more. I have everything. I have my family. Everyone is healthy. I'm healthy. I've got my goals. I'm working towards them. I'm fucking happy, man. I'm, I'm so grateful for everything. Mm. Like We're very similar on the same page. It's like that's – we're sim- simple people. It's like, again, you're healthy. We're grateful for what we have because we understand – the challenges that not not you have like personally probably not us as much but it's like our families went to to put us in the position that we are in now so we're grateful we're healthy we have food and we love what we do as jobs and it's like there's nothing else to you also create opportunities (coughs) for yourself and you create those special moments to define your journey right like if we don't create those memories we aren't going to have anything to speak about Mm. and it's those steps outside of our comfort zone that gives us a story to tell Mm. and it is what people get inspired by people don't get inspired by someone who just likes to uh, likes to stay within the comfort zone and always do what they have been doing the norm do do what they have always done go through the motions man you lose yourself when you keep on doing the same thing at all times you lose yourself you got to find what brings that um, the good returns in your life and you got to keep doing that and keep on building it but you also got to add more things like that that are making you a better you and when I say this and I speak about this for a lot of people what I think uh, they understand is I'm talking about money the more money you make the more money you want to make but no this is not what I mean I want what, what I mean by this is you take care of yourself you become the greatest you can be you're healthy you're strong you then build a good network around you, a good relationship with everyone around you. You don't do any. You you, you don't you don't bring people down. You don't do bad um, by anyone. You, you 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 uplift everyone. You give your best self. Then you find something that you enjoy and you're passionate in. And if you don't, you keep that on on your side. Keep that nine to five. Keep building on that. Work alongside with your passion and keep building that. It doesn't matter if it happens today or in 10 years' time. At least you'll be able to say in 10 years' time that I'm doing this. So why does it matter if you do it today or in 10 years' time? If it matters, if it matters enough, you'll keep on doing it. It doesn't matter. And also your spiritual health and how you are connected with God too. It's very important to keep 
building on those principles because this is what makes us better and it keeps us fulfilled, man. A lot of people lack fulfillment fulfillment in life. Very, very true. A lot of people. And this is why you see a lot of people just lose themselves because they don't, they haven't found that one thing that brings fulfillment into their life. But little do they know is that all those things that I explained, you got to have them in a, in a system. You have to create a system in your life that involves all of those principles together and you got to constantly put in the work, man, every single day. See, sometimes, but the thing is, a lot of people think about this and in their mind, they think it's too hard, but not every day. You don't have to go to the gym every single day to be healthy, but you do have to have a good plan around you that allows you to have those times off, the time off to do something else that that will fulfill a different role within your system. And it's all about planning. If you plan and you stay if you if you have a if you have the right plan which you can get a coach for, you can also spend the time to create that yourself and find what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, and try to get into that um, self development rabbit hole to understand what you need to do to become the best version of you, or surround yourself with other like minded individuals to see what they are doing and then do the work and do do what you need to to accomplish that fulfillment. That's something that literally Ben Ben Scott said on the last episode. It's like he's like, I stopped recovering and started preparing. It's like stop doing all this shit, and then once things fuck up, then go, oh, I'll just take time off, or I'll do this. And it's like just try and plan ahead, see what the best course of action is for your goals, for that fulfillment, for whatever task is at hand. Whether it be fucking putting together a desk from IKEA, whatever the hell it is. Don't try and just put it together without the manual, and then once it's broken, think, oh, fucked up. Read the manual, prepare. And then plan with uh, attack. Yeah, I, I think the biggest one of the biggest take homes that I think everyone will get, and I've definitely taken. Which again, get it goes straight over our head sometimes. It's like things are just like speed bumps. Like, wh- what do you do when you see a speed bump? You slow down, you go over it slowly, and then you accelerate again. It's like you see hurdles, you, hurt, you tear your ACL, or whatever. But it's like <coughs> it's just a speed bump. I, I want to ask you boys a question: How do you look at it? struggle a hurdle a setback or when it happens in your life so let's just say today i don't want to put that energy out but it's also good to be prepared for anything that comes Mm -hmm. your way let's say today or tomorrow something happens and you 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 think that is it for you how do you look at that and how it, it depends it depends on what it actually is but like i'm just putting with no context for the principle how does I, can, your mind- I think you can an- you answer Krim and then I'll answer. I always, always, even in business, in, in the gym, when I hurt myself, it's like I always think, okay, why? The biggest thing is number one, why? Why did this happen? And I look at, cool, what did I do leading up to this that potentially could have caused this? Okay, and then it's like, I always take that it is what it is mindset. So it's happened now. There's no point in me think, being upset about, I mean, obviously you'd be a little bit upset, whatever it is, but it's like, there's no point in dwelling. Like I can't control it now. It's just like in school, I've always had this mindset. It's like if I study hard for a test, do shit on the test, if I get fucking 50% and I fail, it's like, okay, whatever. I got the 50. I did my best. There's no point of being upset about that number anymore. I can't change it. Let's focus on what I can control. How can I again prepare to move forward and overcome that and make sure it doesn't happen again in the same circumstance? Mic drop. That was a great answer. That was good. Kareem... <coughs> One, I just want to say one thing about the school system 
Fuck um, it. That's that's what we can say. About it. Um, Fuck the school system. You know how you said I failed that test? That is such a bad mindset. Yeah. That kids are being brought up to think and I- Under a certain mark well, is it's a just fail. A, it's, just, uh, uh, it's about wording too. And going back to um, positive energy and positive vibes is, you know, and you wake up in the morning- I wake up at at four th- at five o'clock every morning and go to the gym, and you know there's been some days where it's like, oh, fuck, I gotta go, I have to, go, I, ha- I have to go to the mm-hmm. gym. If you change that wording, which I did in a week, it's just like I get the opportunity to go to the gym and train. It immediately I'm creates, healthy. I'm able. I I'm, can. Ha- I'm healthy. I'm able. I can go to the gym in the morning. It immediately switches that thing in your brain where you just got that good energy about, and then you're going. You're looking forward to it. You, you know, you're happy. You're, you know, you're excited. You're, you're bubbly about it. And it's just, it just goes to show you. Yeah, just then the you create, and then you the create en- the create energy goals yeah, too. And the goals like, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, I'm very big on gratitude. So obviously depending on the scale of what it is that affects me and, and don't get me wrong, Costa, like there's days where, and Krim can say it too, there's days where we, you know, we wake up shit and right. everybody has we those days bro. And, the, and they, and they're fucking often, you know, it's not, yeah. life is not linear. Life Ever. is not a straight line. Life is a roller coaster goes up down sideways fucking four dimensions five dimensions everything like it, it's not linear you cannot expect life to go perfectly again but, when ideology meets reality yeah you can't um but the way i deal with my things is probably gratitude always thankful for what i have um let's just say if i wake up one day and i'm just you know not feeling great for whatever reason it is i'll usually relate it back to the fact that i have a you know and even back to the simplest things, I have a roof over my head, I have family, I have friends, I have, you know, I have a job, I have a career. Sometimes when I get overwhelmed with my with my job, you know, you just sit back and you say, I have the opportunity to be working in such a good field. Like, it's just, it's just gratitude at the end of the day. But then I was listening to Karim. Karim's sort of probably a little bit more statistical than what I would be in terms of like I analyze what I did wrong, I'll assess it and I'll fix it and I'll move on, which is fantastic. But I think like I don't think you could apply that to massive situations like death. Mm. Like when I was when I was actually asking that question, that came in mind is death yeah. or like something yeah. massive. Yeah, and oh, I took it more on a personal. Exclude, let's, let's exclude that. Um, besides, but death's death. really hard to deal yeah. with. Yeah, death's really really hard to deal. That's with. That's something where just time is going to heal. That's all yeah. it is. And like a relationship, it's like time heals. Cool, you understand why that person broke up with you or whatever happened, but it's like time heals with yeah. those circumstances. Time does heal. Death, I think he was talking. Death is a. It's a very it's a scary one. point to. It's a very scary um, for a lot of people. Um, for every everyone, man. Like if if you don't feel that like coldness when that topic is being brought up, like you're just heartless. Like yeah, you're Jeff um, Dahmer. You got <laughs> you got you, you're going to feel something. But like I think even with death, you learn a lot of things too. Hundred yeah. percent, you definitely do. And usually, death in 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 the family or or someone close to you as sad as it is, it's usually an awakening for some people. And it's that switch where it's like, fuck, I need to get my head into gear now. Like life is life. You live and you die. You also appreciate the moments. Appreci- I think you appreciate the moments that you did have with that one person. Again, but it all goes back to time. Yeah. Like to time. Yeah. Like you and you, I, three, I think all three of us in this room can agree that we want to do well 
you know, and get ourselves in a good spot financially where, again, you said you can go back to Greece without stressing about the finances. Again, that's time. Like, mm. So you have time to go to Europe and enjoy your life. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, life is is time and yeah. we don't, you know. For me, um, see, my the, the, that goal has shifted a little bit. Um, it's... For me, it's more so about building, um, building my my companies, and also helping other people be the best version they can be, which takes it away. I don't need to go to Greece to be happy, yeah. Um, and I won't, I won't be the happiest when I do go to Greece. Um, I will be the happiest when I have my parents around me. Um, my parents haven't been to Australia for the past three years. I haven't had them around me in three years. But when I do. Um, jump on Messenger and I have a chat with them every day. It feels like they're constantly by my side, and I appreciate that conversation alone. So, um, to for, back to what you said, um, I like transitioning that trans transitioning that energy towards helping other people. And if I can help other people, or when I do help other people, I feel very accomplished, and I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I completely agree with that, but I feel like for you to help other people, yeah. you need to be in like the best mindset. Man, it's constantly my number one. I'm I'm my number one priority. Yeah, um, every, you have to be your yeah. number. If you, I can tell you right now, if you're not your number one priority, then they're not your priority. Hundred percent. Because Never. if you're not, how are you going to take care of? Hundred percent. How are you going to take care of other people yeah. if you don't even? You're not your own priority. I think that is um, what most people um, learn throughout COVID. If you don't take care of yourself, no one else will make you happy. Yeah. Um, and that is one of the big lessons that I learned from COVID because even myself at the very start of it, I got really comfortable. I was still at uni. Yeah. And um, I found myself not really enjoying what I was doing until I realized I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And for someone who was so heavily focused on constantly growing himself and stepping outside of his comfort zone. Um, and I wasn't able to do that. I learned that it's very, very important to take care of myself and keep myself my number one priority because this is what allows me to provide for everyone around me, my energy, my wins, my, 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 my learnings, my networks, anyone who I surround myself with. It's all starting from me. And mm -hmm. that is where it starts from. I, I literally couldn't agree more. I feel like we, we both, I think uh, that's a, a really nice note to wrap up on. It's like, Costa, you're, you're an inspiration. Yeah, honestly. but like, you, and you also like, well, you speak very well, like for someone who's migrated and like, you've Thank picked you, up bro, really that's well. That's like, compliment. <laughs> no, you do. Um, but you know, I, th I think the biggest take home for everyone is like, okay, number one, uh, you finished on it. It's like, make sure you're, your you're the top priority. Whether you have a business, you're helping other people, whatever it is, you have to be number one because if you're not the best version of yourself, and Johnny Starr said it as well, like if you if you're not the best version of yourself, you can't help other people. And it's not being selfish, not at all. It's more selfless. Man, I tell, see, I don't want to, I don't want to throw myself under the bus, but <laughs> this is what I tell all of my clients: I want you to be selfish. Yeah. I want you to be selfish. I want you to take care of yourself. Yeah. Fuck what your friends are saying. I'm telling you now. I'm here to help you more than anyone else in, 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 your, in your life. I'm here to guide you to be the best you can be. Yep. Don't worry about that dinner out <laughs> with your friends. That is not going to make you, that's not going to make you better. Yeah. It's going to make you feel good. Yeah. Instant gratification. And it's going to make you feel like you're part of something, but that is only because that is what you know. But 
you can do that and also accomplish the goals that you, you have for yourself just by keeping yourself your number one priority and knowing when to say yes and when to say no, which is another topic. Like yeah, the power of no. Oh, we can like, sit here a whole another topic. Whole another topic. But yeah, make sure your number one priority. There's always going to be speed bumps. Don't expect things to be ideal. Ideology never meets reality. Practice gratitude. Practice gratitude. And never give up, man. Never one step at a time. One fucking step at a time. One day at a time. Today could be great. Tomorrow could be shit. You could be in another country. God forbid a family member could pass. Take it one day at a time. See what happened. And then always reassess. Keep moving forward. And surround yourself with other like-minded individuals. Mm. Create a community that you love being part of. Or join one. Find yourself on the journey of becoming the best version of yourself. Other than that, guys, that is another episode of the Life Pod done. F- I fucking love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm not, sure, I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if that was the first time you've shared it, but I fucking loved it. I think a lot of people, I feel like a lot of, especially ethnics, can understand that. So thank you very much for sharing that. It's an inspiration to us all. If you're not already, follow Costa Fitness on Instagram, the Areta Challenge. I will and I can. And Duca Active. I can and I will. I can and I will. <laughs> and... Do get active and you're at a challenge. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Life Pod and we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.